Hi, and welcome. This is Latrice Bartley, founder of Purposefully Living, where your passion meets God's purpose. I believe God created you for a purpose. So why not purposefully live every day of your life by embracing your uniqueness and walking in the fullness of who Christ created you to be? Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is Mindset Monday. I am Latrice Bartley, founder of Purposely Living, and I am here. I am ready, y'all, to encourage you in the Word of God. Listen, I um, I just honestly want to jump right in, but I always like to welcome um, those of you that might be listening to this hours later, day ever you listen to it. I just welcome you. I believe that there is a word of encouragement for you. And so even my podcasters that have been listening to me, rolling with me for years, welcome. I always say you can't see, but one thing y'all know about me, I'm smiling big. I'm sending you some love, encouragement. And if somebody just maybe popped up on this and maybe you gonna watch this and you see me and you say, well, what is Mindset Monday? It is simply my opportunity to encourage you in the word of the Lord, point blank, period. I believe in God's word. I believe that in the power of God's word. And so I firmly believe God first, goal second. We have many goals and I don't want you to think about even that word. It lends to sometimes when we think goals, we might think, you know, just the the achievement of something. And, And it does lend to that, right? But goals could be staying in a state of peace. Goals could be staying married. Goals could be losing some weight. Goals could be to get a job. Your goal could be anything. But no matter what the goal is, I'm here to remind you God first. God first. So I want to jump right in because I feel like I have a very serious word of encouragement. And I always say that the message of encouragement that God gives me is for every area of your life. And so I titled this and I've wrestled with the title, but I'm just going what I have, but you'll get the feeling of it. And it says, what's going on in your house? Your house can heal the land. Um, I- I'm dealing with house. But I'm going to give some correlation to that. And so, listen, I'm just going to dig in because there's a seriousness behind this word. And I want to take my time through it. Y'all, those that, that really be praying for me as I pray for you, pray for me. It's been a lot um, in these last couple weeks. And I'm not even going there. But it, even yesterday was like all the things. It was just hilarious. And so, as you probably noticed, yes, right after this video, I'll be going back to my glass. But, I mean... My eye just started swelling up on the spot. Like literally I was on the phone and I could just feel a tugging bubble under my eye. When it sat down, got ready to read my word. Glasses, haven't even had them a mom, just fell apart. Listen, count it all joy, right? I'm not moved by these things. I take this one piece and still bring this word of encouragement. So I want to dig right in. Um, I want to set and just navigate with me a little bit. I want to bring this message starting in 2 Chronicles 7, and there's a reason to it. And I don't want to go all the way through it. I I would ask, I'm going to let you know where the verses are coming from and that you would do your reading, but I'm going to pull some out. But this message of encouragement comes from 2 Chronicles 7. Now, in this whole chapter, 
This is where Solomon, um, the temple is being consecrated and dedicated, okay? So I'm just going to kind of set some of the scenes. We have sacrifices are being offered. Um, we see where God's glory by fire shows up. The people begin to worship. The courtyard is, um, the courtyard of the temple is consecrated. Um, next we see there's a week of celebration. So I'm kind of just letting you know, like there's a goal, right? And it was to build this temple and to give it to God and all the things. And even in the scripture, it says everything Solomon set out to do was successful. Everything he set out to do was successful. Now, but as we go right after that, um, depending on how your Bible reads, in the version I read, I love when they have captions. And the caption says, we have a promise and we have a warning from God. Okay. And that's where I want to go. Specifically in Second Chronicles, Chronicles 7, 12 to 14, the Lord appears to Solomon and lets him know he's heard his prayer. He's chosen the temple, the house of God, um, the, as a house of sacrifice in my version, okay? But then he entails a list of things that by his sovereignty could happen, okay? And he basically gives him a roadmap of victory through these things. So this is where I want to go. And I'm going to read it to you. It says, Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. If I shut up the heavens so that no rains fall, or if I command locusts to devour the land, or if I send plague among my people, and here's what it says, But my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek, crave, require as a necessity my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven and forgive their sin and heal the land. This is the Amplified Version. I want to read it in Good News Translation. It says, whenever I hold back the rain or send the locusts to eat up the crops or send an epidemic on my people, if they pray to me and repent and turn away from the evil they have been doing, then I will hear them in heaven, forgive their sins, and make their land prosperous again. So again, we have a promise and then we're going to have a warning. Now, I know this passage, right, is talking about the temple of God. It's talking about the temple of God. But I want you to hear this next verse and think about your temple. Think about your house, because y'all might not see a house as a temple, but it is. I do. Think about your spiritual temple, this body, okay? I want you to hear it. He then says in the next verse, Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer offered in this place. Then it says, For now I have chosen and sanctified and set apart for my purpose this house that my name may be here forever and my eyes and my heart will be here perpetually. Now, again, I want you to hear, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer offered in this place. And I want you to, I know we're talking about this, this particular scripture is talking about the dedication of the temple, but I want you to hear God's talking as in your temple, your house. And if you didn't know it, your house should be a temple. Because this is where praise 
and adoration and prayer, not just the church house. It should start at this house and just trail on to the church house, okay? So as we go on, he says, I'll be there ready for you. I'll listen from heaven, forgive their sins, and restore the land. But this is in a different version, that same verse. It says, from now on, I'm alert day and night to the prayers offered at this place. Your place. Because remember, my title says what's going on in your house. Your house can heal the land. Okay? And I'm trying to go slow. Like, I hear my daddy in my head. My daddy be like, girl, you, you bless me. Now, slow down a little bit. So, I'm going real slow. Those of you got the logo, logo, because I'm not rushing. And literally, when I was prayer, I said, oh, Lord, I'm late, da-da-da. And the Holy Spirit said, take your time. Like, I literally heard him say, take your time. So, listen. I say that to say. It is what it is. All right. So, from now on, I, this is the focal verse I want you to hear. This is what the Lord was saying to Solomon. I'm alert day and night to the prayers offered at this place. Okay? Then he goes on, and this is what he says. And this is in the message version, just so you all know the different versions. I read it in Amplified Good News Translation. I'm reading from Messenger Version. It says in the message version, As for you, if you live in my presence as your father David lived, pure in heart and action, living the life I've set out for you, attentively obedient to my guidance and judgments, then I'll back your kingly rule over Israel, making it sure thing on a sure foundation. Hear me. And again, I know that First Chronicles is talking about the temple, but I want you... Okay. Our modern day temple, this house, your body, okay? And I want you to hear that scripture. He said, I'll be alert to your prayers. So to day and night to the prayers offered from this place. In another version, what did he say? He reminded us um, that in the next verse, he reminds us, he said, there's some things that need to be in place. But if these things are in place, I'll bet your rule, right? As long as it's on a sure foundation. He said, if you live in my presence, in other words, walking by the spirit of God, he said, pure in heart and action, living the life I've set out for you, attentively obedient to my guidance. Now, I know this might be a lot and you're like, okay, well, we talking about the temple. She wanted to look at our house. Where are we going with this? Even though in this passage, the Lord is speaking to Sodom, Solomon as they dedicated and had all these festivities and the activities and the sacrifices of the temple. There's a promise that goes out. But here's the thing. As I began to think about this, I wanted to encourage you the importance of your home. I don't want because I think and I'm just speaking for a minute because I asked the Holy Spirit to just to lead me. I think there's so much emphasis on the church home right? There's so much emphasis on the church house and what the pastors are or are not doing. Um, and that needs emphasis because we've all got to step up and walk this word out. But I hear God telling me to encourage you. What about your house? Cause we're, we're taking inventory and we're pointing fingers, but I think we've forgotten that our house matters. And I, I the only way I can title it best is I think about a message that my old pastor preached and it was entitled home holiness. 
And in other words, I don't even have time to go into that message. But there was a foundation that she reminded us that starts at this temple. And so number one, what I do understand, for some, you may not even see your house as a temple. It's just my house. This is where I reside. But now this is the place. While you worried about that place, the church and what the elders and the leaders and this person not doing, God is saying, what's going on in your house? He's to me through me making a call to say it's time to take inventory of our home. What's going on? Because we're looking for the church to be everything. And it is supposed to be something in this earth. God is concerned about his church. But God is also reminding us that it starts in your home. The salvation of your children starts in your home. The preserving of your marriage starts in your home. The renewing of your mind starts in your home. So I'm asking you today, what's going on in your house? You worried about church house. Let's take care of this house. So I want you to liken the temple as this house. And I think it's very important. The, the verse that the Lord began to tell Solomon, it says he reminded him Listen, some things can happen, but he said, if my people, and the reason I'm bringing this out, he wasn't talking about the sinners. He said, if my people who are called by my name, that means these are believers he's talking about, but he, he obviously knows some things can happen. He said, humble themselves and pray and seek, crave me as a necessity, my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear them, forgive their sins and I'll heal the land. So we got a promise here, right? But then as we go on in that passage, he says, from now on, Solomon, I need you to know, and I need you to know, I hear him talking to Latrice, because this is my temple. He's saying, I'm alert day and night to prayers offered at this place. Now, why am I saying that? Because if you don't recognize this house as a temple, what you do at home matters. You can't, you can't expect to see, we're planning too much pressure on the church you know we need them to save our children we need the pastors to be perfect we need the marriage minister to rise up we need it but God is saying what's, what's going on in your house like the Lord is reminding us I'm alert to your prayers he told him he said from now on day and night I hear but what does, does anything sound off from your home is my question because your home can heal the land now as we go on Specifically, the Lord, like I mentioned, began to remind me when I heard that word. It zoned in. He said, and I'm just going to bear with me. I know I might be saying some of the same thing over, but I want to like drill this. He said in this, in this particular um, verse, from now on, I'm alert day and night to the prayers offered in this place. So why am I saying that? Because. When you are in a time of spiritual warfare, what you see matters. And that probably will not mean much to many if you don't know that we are in spiritual warfare. Here's the thing. When you are in um, a war, and I'm speaking naturally, action is required. So think about it naturally speaking. If right now President Biden got on and said, listen, uh, national news, um, we are in war, such and such has invaded, these states have been hit, we are stationing soldiers all out, we want to let you know we are in war. 
What would be your next, if, if you thought to go back and sit on the couch and say, oh, po New York, po Texas, thank God, it did something wrong. Because that should alert you. Because what's happening in New York can come to Florida. What's happening in Texas can come to Miami. So I would think there would be a posture, right? There's an action. Some things will probably happen. I, I will hope that you wouldn't be thinking to plan your next trip to Disney World when a state of emergency, because you know, I'm just saying, 10 states haven't been invaded. What does that mean for me? That would be my thought. Oh, Lord. Okay? So if that happened, we would probably stay tuned, right, to national news, to local news, because we want these. Like, did they break any border? Are they coming to Florida? Did they, like, we want to know what's going on. Why am I saying that? We must stay, stay alert to the news in the spirit. We got to be alert. We got the same way you would look at national news. You probably going to turn if you in Florida, Jacksonville, the channel 12 forward. Do they know something? Did some people come here? Like, cause, cause the, the local is going to tell you what's going on in your next surrounding area, right? But my point is there is an alert that should happen. There is a way that we should be in tune. Now, here's the other thing. We would, I would hope the common sense part of us would not only be alert, but we're probably going to be careful, right? We will begin to get some things in our homes in case it happens to us because we don't know. All we know is state of emergency, you know, hey, these, these states, 10 states have been um invaded we're letting you know we're sending out soldiers so if your mind goes you know ain't got nothing to do with me something wrong but there's a cautiousness probably you would start looking if you had trips planned i ain't gonna be getting on the plane soon there's an action right follow me y'all in case you didn't know we under attack we are under a spiritual attack news flash okay if you didn't know it, then you are not aware of the signs of the times that they tell us. But here's the thing. Through my set Monday, I'm letting you know it's time to be alert, specifically in our homes, y'all. Because if that sounded out, I would begin to think, okay, worst case that they start saying something happened in Florida. Do we have this? Do we have that? What do we do? Do we pull together? What? In other words, I'm preparing. Because you don't wait for them to say, we got a 12th state added. The, the, the enemy has now invaded Florida. What part of Florida? Are they outside my door? So now you're going to go get, you don't even need to be outside the door. Hear me. There is a preparation that you need to do in your home. Again, I, I'm, I hear God saying, like my title said, what's happening in your home? In 2 Chronicles and 7, Solomon they were dealing with the temple. But some of you don't even recognize your home is a temple. It's not. But it is a place of hell. It is a place that the enemy is running rampant through pornography, through your children, through the gateways that you have left open, through the music that they're listening to, through the, the two and threesomes and all the things that y'all feel. Your home. And so then we expect the church to work a miracle from the mess that we're doing in our home. But hear the word of God. He said, what's going on in your home? You got your eyes on the church heart. You want the pastor to be everything. God said, I'm the source. It starts in your home. Praise and worship starts in your home. Sacrifices start in your home. You sound up the alarm of praise. You begin to send up smoke incense. And I hear again what he said to Solomon. He said, from now on, I'm alert day and night. 
to the prayers offered at the temple. This your temple. But as we see in the Bible, there are there were places where the temple was desecrated. They had it as a money laundering. They they were doing some everything in the temple. You have um I can't think of the priest's name right now, but his son sleeping with everybody in the temple. So the temple was regarded different ways in the Bible. But here, because of the honor and they dedicated, the Lord began to make a promise to Solomon. Y'all, what's going on in your house? You got to see this house as a temple of God. God is saying, I'm alert, but his prayer's even going out? What? He said, if we would turn our face. So let me keep going. Now, when I said alert, instantly... The enemy took me, I mean, uh, the Lord took me to 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9 in an amplified version. Be sober, well-balanced and self-disciplined. Be alert, cautious at all times. The enemy of yours, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. But resist him. Be firm in your faith against his attack. Rooted, established, and movable, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. Again, that worldview, you, you, you need to be mindful, pay attention, don't just say, oh, that's Texas, oh, that's such and such house, you know, they marriage on the thing. You might need to be mindful, because war travels. So, it says, your sisters throughout the world, you do not suffer alone. Now, I forgot to include it, but I want to read it really quick, this passage in the message version. Here's what it says in the message version. Keep a cool head. Stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. You know that we got an alert and you like, oh, child, that's in Texas. They ain't coming. Something wrong with that. You know, the state of emergency, he makes the announcement. Listen, the enemy from this country has now hit 12 states, da 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 Bombings are going off. You plan a Disney World trip. Something wrong with that. Here's what it says. He would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. You're not the only ones plunged in these hard times, insinuating there's hard times coming, and we in them now. It's the same with Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on the faith. Then the suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ, eternal and glorious plans they are, will have you put together and on your feet for good. He gets the last word. Yes, he does. That's what the message version said. And that thing brought so much encouragement to me. So here is what I want you to see, y'all. In the Bible, in First Peter 5, 8 through 9, it said resist, right? It gives, be alert, cautious, all the things. But then it says, but resist. So I said, I could hear God. So I said, let me look up resist. It means to fight against, but it also meant to avoid doing something. In other words, First Peter is telling us to resist. Fight the enemy by being firm, unmovable, Steadfast, y'all, in faith. But the, dip, the definition also reminds us to avoid doing some things. In other words, to restrain from. In other words, when we restrain, we go back to what the scripture started off with. There's some control that we have. 
So the Bible reminds us that our fight is not carnal. And I love this. Second Corinthians 10, three through five, New Living Translation. We are human, but it says we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans doing. First Peter and second Corinthians, y'all, is reminding us, stay alert. If you didn't know it, we are in war. If you can't sense, y'all, there is, there is warfare going on. Pastors are preaching about them. People are experiencing things. COVID is like, that's like a light affliction. And I'm not trying to minimize it, but I'm being honest to the things that are coming. We are in a spiritual battle. And so I, I'm talking about, I started out with First Chronicles talking about our house because I hear God saying, take inventory. It's time to clean your house. Again, we're wanting all this stuff. We're wanting human people to be perfect. And, and please understand, I'm not minimizing the roles of our leaders, but I think we have forgotten that when you go to battle, last I checked, it's not just the commander and the chief and the whoever. Everybody on battle. They're soldiers with no titles. They in battle. That's you. Everybody at, at war. So you got to understand your role in your home. And so that's why I ask you, how are you preparing? What are you doing in your house? Are, are you doing watching TV? Well, there is a tap going on pending in other states. Because I started out saying, what if President Biden made an announcement and said 10 states have been attacked? Is your attitude, oh my God, God, Lord, I pray state, Texas be okay. You better be worried about Florida. Because it could be coming next. Is the enemy hiding in our state and it's not time yet for him to sound off the bomb in ours? So if all you see is Texas and Louisiana and Lord Podium or Pomis, no. You should be prepared. The attack could be pending. The attack on your child. The attack on your marriage. The attack on your body. The attack on your child. But preparation enables victory. Hear me. And I'm spiritually talking. It's time to cut off the TV and begin to turn our face to the wall like Second Chronicles reminded us. It is praying and fasting time. Like I know we, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm old school. So I say I'm old school. I ain't old school by age. But that's all I, I got to pray and fasting mom. The Bible says some things come by fasting and praying. So I, yeah, you're going to have to turn your plate down on some things. But I go back to the scripture in Second Chronicles because we are minded that he told Solomon, I'm alert. I'm alert. That's the hope we have, y'all. Yeah, we got to be alert, but we have a God that doesn't sleep or slumber. He said, I'm alert and, and um at night to the prayers offered from this place. He was talking about the temple. But I want you to know your prayers matter. That's why I said, what are you doing in your home? Because your home can heal the land. Your home can transform your street. Your home can transform your community. Your home can transform the church. Stop looking at just the leaders. What you doing in your home? And here's what God said. He said, in other words, he wanted, uh, like I mentioned, he wanted us to be reminded that we have a God that doesn't sleep or slumber. He is attentive to everything that concerns us. But are we concerned? 
It's so good to know that God, but he needs you to be concerned. He needs you to be concerned about the mother that's hurting, that doesn't have anything to eat. He needs you to be concerned about the children that are being exposed and their gateways are being bombarded, bombarded by the secular and the, the music and the things that our children are exposed to. Or is our attitude, oh, that's just the times, child, you know. With everything, y'all, they be making a big deal out of it. We know how things are. I don't care what things are. Who is your God? Are you even concerned? Or is that an expectation? So then when we get in these situations, what preparation have you made? The war was coming, but you ain't prepared. Why am I saying that? We are so unconcerned. And here's the thing, y'all. I, I keep hearing about our homes. But the reason I'm saying that, I just recently built a home. So I thought about it naturally speaking. I recently built a home. We built um, our dream home, right? So I remember even through this process, this is something I thought out years. I literally had a written guide of what my dream home would look like. But here's the thing. When I would design the home and I wanted all the things, you know what? My husband would tell you, I always told him, give me a box. I care about the box. And he used to be like, Lord, what did I mean by that? I understood the foundation and the structural and the constructional things is what I cared about. I wanted my carved windows. I wanted my crown. I wanted the things that matter. Because, see, you can get distracted going in and going, oh, man, look at them. Look at that. Oh, I can do And so what you're going to do is upgrade your life and have a pretty price. But I understood if you got a good contractor, subcontractor, them things can come later and at a very cheap cost. So I wasn't, I went in focused. They was talking that, oh, you know, you can do uh, what? How much is that? The things that I knew I couldn't go back and do because the foundation, the structure might matter. I didn't want, even though you could, I didn't want to go back and add a wall or add a whole new thing. Because guess what? Not only was that going to cost me, it was going to cost me time and money. And it was going to tear up my house. Hear me spiritually, y'all. If you don't recognize and stay focused and you're not prepared on the bottom line, it's going to cost you. And so when I was building my house, I understood focus. Like my husband tell y'all, y'all talking to know uh, what that cost? No. Well, they couldn't understand. And I remember literally telling them, I don't care if we walk in here and it's just whatever. Because guess what? I, I knew that I was seeing more than they would see. They would probably be looking at this girl got all this square footage and it just looked like this. But see, I already saw the potential of what it could be with the right person. I'm not going to pay y'all $90,000 to do that when I can do that on my own and do it in seasons. But sometimes we want everything right now and you got to pay a cost. So I understood the power of focus even in building a home. Why am I saying that? Them pretty window treatments and all the things, distractions from probably what you need. Because it, it, when you get in clothes and they give you that last number, you be sitting there like, what? Yeah, all that costs. Y'all, the same thing. Don't be in your home sitting idle and unconcerned and thinking it won't come to you. Know that the enemy is waiting for you to take a nap spiritually. He's waiting for you to get unconcerned. He's waiting for you to think, oh, not my marriage. Oh, not my great child. Oh, not my 4.0 baby. Oh, not mine who got all types of scholarships. He's waiting for you to think that and not guard them through prayer and not guard them through turning down your plate because war could be around the corner. 
So hear me today. I wanted to encourage you, focus. Your foundation matters. You cannot, again, go and build and add on these things in a storm. <laughs> Good luck with that. Maybe you can. It's a risk. But that ain't the time to be prepared. You cannot go and add major costly things that you chose to overlook. It's going to be a price. And it's going to tear up your home. The same way spiritually, if you don't do what you need to do and be alert in the spirit, you don't know the cost that it could cost your marriage, the time, the things that the storm can begin to rip and put holes in the wall that now you're trying to patch. Look in your house and begin to clean. Hear me through this message. I'm saying clean. Some of you got stuff in your house that need to be burned. Some of you got idols. Some of you have porn hidden as you preach. You come off the pulpit to the computer. You come off the pulpit to under the, the, the. Some of you are dealing with things. Some of you are a thief and a liar. You have two different lives. Clean your house. Because we in war. And we have a promise. And here's the thing. If we go back, what does it say? He said, and my people who are called by my name, if they humble themselves and pray and seek, what does seek mean? It says in the Amplified, crave, require as a necessity, my face, my face, not money, not your husband or wife, not the things. He said, if you will require my face and turn from your wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven, forgive them and heal the land. So I need you to understand for you to take care of your house is healing the land. Because some of us are like folding our fingers and we like, my God, my God, look at this nation. Lord have mercy. My God. Yeah, he your God. What you doing about it? Because from this verse, he said, not only am I going to fit, but I can heal the land. So that tells me the authority and the power that we have in prayer when the people of God begin to live right, have the right heart, turn their face to the wall, see the importance of doing this thing in their home. What can happen to our land? Stop putting the responsibility in the president. I'm so tired of people like, oh, you know, I got the government doing what the government do. Read the Bible. Know the signs of the times. This is what's supposed to happen. What is happening in your house? So while we have so much trust and we're trying to look at man and how man is navigating and we're so upset about what the pastors are not doing and we're trying to get a word from the prophet and all the things, God said, your house. In your house, your children should be saved. In your house, praise should be uttered. In your house should be laying of hands. In your house, it should be an extension to the church, not the beginning. So I don't know why, but I just wanted to leave this word. I felt it in my belly. God said, he again, as he gave, I, I want to go back to it. I know that this was speaking specifically to the temple. He was telling Solomon, Solomon and just finished um, dedicating in the temple. But I heard God said, let remind them, we have a promise. He said, from now on, I'm alert day and night to the prayers offered in this place. Now he was talking to Solomon about the temple, but I want you to know God is a, he don't sleep or slumber. What prayers is being offered from your place? Is your home even a temple? I'm going to keep saying that because you need, some of y'all need to even see that. 
You, you trying to figure out everything that's going on. You're getting to the church, wanting the youth pastor and wanting the pastor and the leaders to work a miracle. But the reality is they can pray and stand with you all the day, but you need to go clean your house. Your house nasty. The porno in your house. The music in your house. The desecration in your house. So we can go to them and expect, but God is saying, get your house together. If you do your work, and there's a collaboration that can happen. So y'all, home holiness is all I'm hearing. And that's just a message. Oh, I got to get the message from my, my old pastor. Preach that. Home holiness. It starts. We must be concerned. Y'all, please hear me. Your house can heal the land. I pray. And some days when I'm walking, and I don't say this to boast, but I'm serious. I walk. I know what's on Tierra Cole. And I'm not going to say some things because I believe and pray that one day my native neighbors will watch my videos. So I don't want, I want to come in love. But I know what, I know what some people are doing. But I walk and I proclaim. I care about the man next door. I care about, I, the ones that I know their names, I call them out because I believe if God put me on this street, he didn't put me here to boast that I have this great house and done. He put me here to put a change. So on this street, prayer going up. Something going up to alert heaven. We need you here. I'm turning my face, not just for my house, not just for Langston Olivia Mouse, but God goes down the street. They don't even recognize war is pending. Hear my prayer for their soul. But if we don't have any concern and all we see is, well, that ain't my problem. It is your problem. He, he didn't say if the sinners, he said if my people who are called by my name, would humble themselves, pray and seek, and then turn their ways from turn their face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear them because they got covenant relationship, and I'll heal the land. So could the land be so messed up because the people of God not doing what they need to do? I don't know, but this is what I came to tell you: check your house. That's what I heard God saying, and that's the message of encouragement that I wanted to give you. It is time to take inventory of your house. It is time to turn off the TV and begin to walk in the spirit of God. Ask the Lord. Ask him to show you how to raise these children. Ask him to show you. Don't think your husband is so, we've been married 34 years and 42 years and we met each other and he would never, that, that's a setup. Your never. War is pending. And you don't need to fear war, right? Not if you're on the Lord's side. Now, war outside of the Lord, good luck with that. that that's a whole nother type battle. But in Christ, we got victory. We stand from a stance of victory. So you can stand and you can come to the line confidently knowing that what God's word, you can buckle in it. Because guess what? That's what it's reminded us to do, right? It reminded us that we have to be, how do we resist the enemy? We be firm in faith. So one of the rules embedded in faith is to confidently trust God, to stand on his word. But you can't know that if you're not digging in his word. So that's all I have. I know it might have been a little longer, but like I said, um, I heard the Lord tell me to take my time. So I took my time. This is what I want to give an encouragement. And you know what? At the end of the day, Mindset Monday, as I always say, is nothing but the encouragement of God, it, the, the word of God. It is founded and anchored on God first and goal second. 
So I don't care if you're a CEO watching me. I don't care if you are over Starbucks. If you, I don't care where you are. The word works everywhere. People dealing with stuff on jobs. People dealing with stuff in other countries. Take the word and apply it. God is, if God has called you to a senior leadership team, an executive team or whatever, you better know, don't be sitting up there rash, you know, relishing in your title. God needs you to show up. He needs you to be aware of the times. He might have you there as a beacon of hope. So don't go in and yo, I'm the VP of such and such, you know, I make 200. That ain't what you have for. The assignment is great. There could be someone stationed that he needs you on that lunch to be ready and positioned. So this ain't just no message of, you know, at your home. Your home might be the office. Your home is also your home. But everywhere you go, understand the main thing is that we must be on assignment. We must be alert at all times. Because as the word of God reminded us in 1 Peter 5, and I read it again. He is waiting and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. All right. So y'all have a great day. I will see you next Monday. Clean out your house. It starts at home. Do your work. Read those scriptures. Read those scriptures and ask. Be willing to show God. I mean, be willing to ask God to reveal Anything that you don't see or know, but make sure that you regard your home, your body. These, this is the temple. Your body is even a temple. It matters what's going on in here when we're sending up those prayers. Okay, so have a blessed day. Bye.